WTPI Richmond, WTPS Petersburg. Welcome to the following presentation from Richmond Sports Properties. And thanks for listening to Spider Athletics on 99.5 FM and 950 AM ESPN. Your exclusive radio home for Richmond Spiders football. It's time for Spider Talk, presented by Davenport and Company, featuring head football coach Russ Huseman and friends. Plus your texts, emails, and tweets. Today's show is brought to you by Buffalo Wild Wings, Lux Chevrolet, Marriott, Morrissey's Catering, Virginia Birth Father Registry, and by the University of Richmond School of Professional and Continuing Studies. Join in online anytime and be a part of the show with your questions and comments. Text 804-638-9508. Email spidertalk at richmond.edu or on Twitter using at spidervoice, at richmondathletics, or at ESPN Richmond. Now here's the voice of the Spiders, Bob Black, with Coach Huseman. This is Spider Talk, presented by Davenport and Company on ESPN Richmond and the Spider Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Well, in a college football season like none other, welcome to a radio show like none other. Our season premiere of Spider Talk. With head football coach Russ Huseman, and yes, with friends. Hey there, it's Bob Black, back with you for another year. But unfortunately, because of COVID-19 and the pandemic, we, like just about everything else, are virtual. We are remote. We are not on location. The first thing my good friend Mitchell Bradley said to me when I walked in the studio was, gee, I wish we were at a restaurant having lunch and talking football with our spider friends. But that, unfortunately... Is not the case, but the show does go on remotely. So Coach Huseman will join us from his office in the Robin Center. And then Matt McAllister, our Assistant Athletic Director for Communications and our Football Public Relations Director, going to join me as well during this hour. And let me just tell you up front, we will be with you for an hour, but we're going to do this every other week here in the fall, obviously with no games, with the college football season for the Spiders postponed, likely until the spring. We'll come at you every other week, so basically twice each month for the next three months for September, October, and November. And again, as you heard on the open, we certainly invite your interaction and your participation on the show as well via text and tweet and email as well. All right, so let's get it going for our first show. First of all, let me bring in Coach Huseman and welcome him to the program. Russ, good afternoon. Sorry we don't see each other in person. Sorry we're not sharing lunch together, but we do welcome you back for another season of Spider Talk. Thanks, Bob. Excited to be back. Um, you know, even though it's like this, uh, you know, it's, it's nice to, to talk football, to, to let people know, you know, where we are, what we're doing as, as a football program. Uh you know, update on our players and those types of things. So I'm looking forward to it, but I, I hate that I'm not there eating lunch with you guys. And and I want everybody out there to know that every other week was was not my idea. I love spending an hour with you guys every Thursday. <laughs> well, we could still do that, perhaps. I don't know. But, yes, for now we're going to start this way. We'll build up because Mitchell asked me, Russ, he's like, in the spring, what are we going to do? Are we going to have a show every week for football when we're playing spring games. So your vote for that would be yes, wouldn't it? Of course. <laughs> I, I love doing this stuff. And, and maybe by the spring, who knows, maybe we'll have a vaccine and everybody will do their part and we will be able to be out somewhere and we'll be able to talk to our spider friends and fans face-to-face. But as you said, for now, this is going to have to do and the show will go on. Spider football coach is going on, and I'll bring Matt into the conversation in just a moment, but why don't you just start out, as you said, you're ready to give an update on where your guys are, so now that you've had them back on campus for a couple of weeks, kind of give us the the verbal picture of what's happening with your guys on campus now. Well, uh, you know, we're in an acclimation period, Um, you know, with COVID over the summer, you know, the access that our guys had to, to, to strength and conditioning equipment to have the ability to do what they needed to do to, you know, normally when they come back, they're in great shape and we start camp and this was tough. And we understood that. I think the NCA understood that. So right now we're just in a phase. We got them, we, you know, we got them five days a week. Um, you know, coach Branks gets them three days in the weight room and coaches get them two days a week. 
um, outside in the mornings doing position specific drills, uh, kind of getting them moving around, acclimated, you know, throwing and catching a little bit. Um, so this week and then next week we'll be in that phase and then we'll move to another phase on September 21st. Coach Matt here. How good do you think it is for your players to have been back now on campus for a couple weeks and back with, with their teammates that they've, you know, been apart for for so long? Oh, I think it's great. Um, you know, right as of right now, you know, it, it, I, I think they're doing really well. I think they're acclimating. I think they're getting used to the situation. You know, we just got to be really careful, you know, as a, as a football program is, you know, how quickly we move the, these guys forward. Um, but I, I know they're itching to do more and more and more. And I know they wish we were out there, you know, running plays and having pads on and those types of things. But, you know, we're doing it the right way. Um, you know, w we want to make sure that um, they're in the type of condition they need to be in before we start to practice and do those types of things. But they're excited to be around each other. I know that. It, it seems like it, Russ. Um, you know, we passed each other in the hall the other day, and I saw a lot of student-athletes down there on the bottom level of the Robinson. It's great to see that kind of life back and whatnot. But they were so upbeat and so positive. I assume that's transcended to your football guys as well, correct? Oh, yeah. I mean, they're, they're excited. Um, you know, it is different. I mean, they can't go in the locker room. You know, they can't, they, you know, they, they drop off their, their dirty laundry out on the, on the game field and, and, and our equipment guys. By the way, Eric and Chris are doing an unbelievable job in, in this time right now. And then they get it washed for them. And by the time they're off the field, they have it. They come back out and give it to them. And so, I mean, it, it's uh, the protocols we have in place are the right protocols. I think uh, our administration, Chris Jones, they've done a great job of making sure that we're going to stay safe, that we're going to stay in school, and that we're going to have the opportunity to continue to work with them. Coach, I know Chris Jones and them have done such a great job, and you said the guys are really excited to be back. But how do you, as a coaching staff, you know, keep the guys motivated You know, when there's this unknown still out here? We know it's not happening in the fall. And, you know, we think it's going to happen this spring, but how do you keep those guys motivated, you know, after this initial positivity period, you know, kind of wears off? <laughs> That's a good question, Matt. Um, you know, I think I, I think we're going to move in phases and, and I think they'll always kind of look forward, hopefully, to the next phase. It'll change. Like I said, on right now. You know, by the time next week is 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 through, you know, all right, got, let's let's do something different. And at that point in time, you know, we're going to have the ability to have them out on the field as a team a couple days a week. Um, Coach Brinks will start ramping up a little bit more in the weight room, um, and then and then, you know, after we do three or four weeks, and we can get into into spring practice in the fall, and kind of have a normal spring practice. You know, I spoke to the half the group yesterday and half the group today out there on the field, you know, and kind of mapped out, here's where we are, guys. Here's what's going to happen in the next week. Here's what's going to happen on September 21st. Here's what's going to happen on hopefully October 11th. Um, you know, hopefully in the spring we're playing some games. So I, I think, you know, it's tough. You know, but And I know they don't think about it this way, but, you know, it's 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 – it's almost like, you know, when you get hurt, let's say you get hurt in, in camp in some capacity and it's a season-ending injury, you're really, you're, you're really a year later before you're getting to play football. And it's, and it's almost like, like that scenario where, you know, everybody got hurt. They're missing this season. The good thing is they get another season, and, 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 and this is the rehab stage of it and getting ready. But hopefully we have some football in the spring and that'll be a light at the end of the tunnel for not only our players, but also our, you know, our fans to, to have that, that, that happen. What's it been like for you, Russ, as the head coach? You mentioned you got half the team one day, half the team the next. I assume your position coaches are getting with their position guys on a regular basis. But how about your interaction and, and when, when will the day come that you'll have a full spider team football meeting? Well, it's tough. I mean, you know, right now what we're doing is we are meeting with our players. Um, <clears throat> so our assistant, our assistant coaches are meeting with them um, a couple days a week also. 
I see them, you know, I'm at every individual group, so I get a chance to see them every day. Our coaches are out, whether they have a player out there working out or not at that point in time, you know, they're out there and we get to see them out there uh, quite a bit, but, but they are meeting with them right now. Um, and then it looks like our first time we'll, we'll be out there, hopefully, if everything moves correctly, on September 23rd, Wednesday morning, we'll have the whole football team out there and have the ability to do some team activities, uh, you know, probably not a, a, a full bore type of deal, but we'll, we'll have the ability to have the team out there at that point in time. And I know they'll look forward to that. Hey, uh, Russ, real quick, you said September 23rd. Our next show and visit with you is September 24th. So that's why we have the schedule in place. You'll be able to give us – Oh, I can give you an update. You, yeah. you give us a, a full update. We map, we map that one out personally. Again, you're listening to Spider Talk on ESPN Richmond, your home of the spiders with Coach Russ Huseman and friends, Athletic Director John Hart, coming up at the bottom of the hour. And we do want to remind you we are presented by Davenport & Company, LLC – building wealth and earning trust for more than 155 years. Matt? Coach, you've done a lot of things virtually, obviously, during this time. Are there things that you've done virtually that, you know, once we do start opening up that you're going to continue doing, whether it's coaching-wise or even on the recruiting front? Are there things that you've done on a virtual level, whether it's through Zoom or some other platform, that maybe you guys are thinking about uh, taking that full forward uh, in the future uh, no um but obviously moving forward we still have to recruit virtually i mean no question about that and and by the way uh, matt and his crew did an unbelievable job on a, a virtual tour of the facilities a 3d tour that was incredible uh and, and they're to be commended for that because it does help in the recruiting process but yeah as we move forward here I mean, we're going to, you know, we're going to have to recruit virtually. Um, you know, the more and more that, that we open up and we can have more and more people in, you know, it, it gets old, you know, trying to coach our guys on, on, uh, in, on the computer screen. So we actually are starting to get really, really small groups in a big area where our coaches can, can teach and coach. Um, so, you know, they've been busy. I've been busy. I probably haven't been quite as busy as those guys, but, you know, we've been busy and, um, you know, the recruiting obviously is going on big time right now, uh, where we're trying to, you know, we're hoping that we, we, we might could finish up our class here in the next few weeks, uh, have that thing signed in December and then not worry about whether they let us out you know, to recruit or not let a, or whether we can get people on campus or not. Uh, so we're, our guys are moving pretty good um, in the recruiting process. So, um, but but rec recruiting will be virtual. And as we talk to our guys and continue to recruit, it'll all be virtual. Hey, Russ, you had uh, mentioned that the fall practices will look a lot like spring practices, just kind of flip-flopping the calendar. In the past spring, you did get a few practices in, if I remember correctly, of spring practice. Was that so long ago that that's totally washed out, or, or can that little bit of time several, several months ago help you maybe advance things a little bit quicker here in the fall? Yeah, it can help. It can help for, for the older guys. You know, we've, uh, we've talked as coaches, and, you know, those five practices, the things that we did, I'll be honest with you, you know, some of the coaches kind of said, well, let's move on. Let's, let's, let's start. Let's, let's, we got those under our belt. Let's move on, whether it's third downs, red zone, whatever it was. And, and I haven't made a decision yet. We will probably go back and, and just treat it like we're out there for the first time in spring practice. I don't know yet. I've had conversations with them, but as of right now, in my gut, we would go back and say, this is the first day of spring. Here's how we're going to do it. Even though we had the five practices in, we got some things done in those five practices. Um, but, you know, we got the film, you know, obviously. And, but, <clears throat> but I think we're going to start back up because we got so many freshmen, you know, that got to be acclimated into this thing. Um, and and it, that's a great thing because we're going to have, you know, these guys that we have in the program right now are, are you know, are going to be, really redshirt freshmen, but really freshmen next year. And then we'll have a 21 class in here. So, you know, it will, our numbers will be 
better, no question about that. And the guys that, you know, you're expecting to help you as redshirt freshmen, even though they didn't play this fall, you know, they got that year under their belt and, and, and they'll be even more ready to play. Hey, before we go to the break, Russ, if this is going to look like spring practice, are, are you planning scrimmages, you know, some full contact or close to full contact, anything that would resemble like a spring game as part of what you'll do here in the fall? <laughs> Again, we haven't gotten that far. We've just started kind of, because we just found out that, you know, that, that we can have spring practice and, and John Schroff and I kind of sat down and mapped out the calendar and when's the best time to start and finish and get our 15 in and in a 34 day window there. Um, so we, we've kind of just mapped that out, um, as coaches, you know, cause we're, we're still not in here as a, as a full staff together. Normally the offense is in in the morning, defense is in in the afternoon, you know, to kind of keep it spread out a little bit. But starting on the 21st, I think we're, we're going to start coming in together so we can, you know, so, so offensively we can figure out what we want to do defensively. And, you know, the scrimmage part of it, you know, we'll, we'll have to kind of wait and see, you know, where everything is. Uh, but, but I'm, on, if we start on October 11th, we still got to be smart, you know, with COVID-19. We still got to be, uh, doing things the right way on and off the field uh, because we want to get this thing to November where we're all on campus and uh, and have a successful school year. That's the most important thing. If any of our conversation so far has sparked a question or a comment, text it to us, 638-9508, 804-638-9508, or email it to us, spidertalk at richmond.edu. Let's take our first break. As we do so, we would certainly like to remind you that support for Spider Talk with head coach Russ Huseman and friends comes from the University of Richmond School of Professional and Continuing Studies. Attend an upcoming virtual information session to learn about part-time degree programs designed for busy working professionals. Go back to school at night on the beautiful University of Richmond campus for much less than you might think. Visit spcs.richmond.edu slash return to school for details. We'll return to Spider Talk coming up with more on the home of the spiders, ESPN Richmond. Do you suspect that a woman could be pregnant with your child right now? If you aren't married to the child's mother, your rights as a father could be at risk. By registering with the Virginia Birth Father Registry before or within 10 days of your child's birth, you can help prevent your future child from being adopted without your knowledge, or you can explore options to co-parent or assume sole custody. For more information, visit vabirthfatherregistry.com. That's vabirthfatherregistry.com. Buy the all-new 2019 Silverado truck at Luck. Chevy has spent the last 100 years making the most dependable, longest-lasting pickups on the road, and Luck Chevrolet has sold them that long. Whether it's refined comfort of high country, the aggressive capability of trail boss, or the functionality of work truck, the next-generation Silverado offers the right tool for every job. Call Luck Chevrolet in Ashland at 804-798-9261 or online at luckchevrolet.com and get your new truck from Luck. Luck Chevrolet in Ashland. At the University of Richmond School of Professional and Continuing Studies, our students are driven by change. They arrive with a variety of professional and educational experiences, the determination to do more, and an unbelievable ambition to succeed. Through undergraduate and graduate degree programs, professional certificates, boot camps, and professional training and development programs, our students gain the tools and knowledge to better themselves and the organizations they serve. Learn more about how we help adult students drive change at spcs.richmond.edu. What's up, guys? This is Jay Williams from Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Zubin. You're listening to Richmond's number one source for sports talk radio and play-by-play, 995 and 1027 ESPN. The timeout's over. Now more Spider Talk presented by Davenport and Company on 99.5 and 1027 FM and 950 AM ESPN. From Learfield IMG College, this is the Spider Sports Network. Well, gang, you know it. It's finally here, the sport we have all been waiting for. College football is back. Maybe not specifically for us, but it is back. Kick it off right as you watch from your own virtual stadium. Get things going with the Buffalo Wild Wings Blitz Bundle. 20 traditional wings, 20 boneless wings, and fries for just $39. 
$1.99. Order takeout or delivery at buffalowildwings.com or through the Buffalo Wild Wings app. With head football coach Russ Huseman and Matt McAllister, I'm Bob Black, second segment of Spider Talk presented by Davenport and Company. Matt? Coach, want to talk a little football with you now. Uh, you know, one of the areas that, you know, we're real excited about for this year uh, that, that's probably been a little different, you know, since you've been here is just that depth at that offensive line. Uh, you know, how excited are you uh, for that offensive line to actually have a, have some depth this year? Uh, you know, I know the past couple of years there was games that would be five, six, seven guys that you're able to dress healthy. You know, how important is it to have that offensive line depth? Well, huge. I mean, you probably remember we had to put a 70 number on uh, Stephon Jacob at Albany one year. We went in with five, and and one went down, and we put the jersey on uh, Stephon. Uh, you know, we've been in spring practice before with five, uh, you know, some practices four. Um, you know, you win games up front on both sides of the ball, and it, and it feels so good to finally have – you know, the numbers in the competition there where you feel good about, you know, where you are and, and you know, just getting the just getting the three sixth year guys back, see them set upon Taz Sumter and Tim Coleman is huge, you know, for, for the spring and in the fall of twenty one. Uh, and then, you know, we added, you know, obviously we played Kate Salyers last year and, and Ryan Cole was a tight end, he's moving to tackle. So we've got We've got every guy back that took a snap on the offensive line last year. They're all back. And, and, and Matt, we, we feel so good about that group. Um, and, and it's the same way both sides of the ball. You win, you win up front on both sides of the ball. <clears throat> uh, Russ, let's go a little bit further on offense then. How about from the skilled position? Uh, I think we've probably talked a number of times about the quarterback position. I'm more intrigued by your running back and wide receiver positions because you do have some new names and new faces that you've brought into both of those, the, both of those groups. Yeah. I mean, it's, um, you know, running back, they, again, we got in that Villanova game in Milan and, and uh, Dykes both went down and uh, you know, we, we were playing basically with Savon Smith who was doing a nice job. Savon's a good player, you know, and then he had surgery in the off season too. So, uh, Savon's not going to be practicing in the spring, but we got Dykes and Milan back. And then obviously Dante Black, the transfer from UConn, uh, is back. And then we got the, uh, Fun A Webb, a, a true freshman. So we're pretty good. I was actually watching, you know, Aaron Dykes out there this morning and, and man, he looks fantastic. So we're excited. I think Milan is, brings a lot. And then Dante, you know, we saw Dante a little bit now. We were banged up on the offensive line in the spring. We didn't have much. So there weren't a whole lot of holes to see what Dante could do, but we, we think he's going to be really good too. So we think we got four quality guys and then a, and then a, and then a true freshman. So feel pretty good about that spot. And then wideouts, you know, we got uh, coming back, Justin Jasper and Isaac Brown, um, who both had catches. Uh, both look really good, and I, and I got to get a shout out. Justin Jasper looks fantastic. He's looked as as good as he has since he's been here in the weight room on the field. You know, Coach Satterfield was just commenting on him the other day. Um, we're expecting him to be really good, and Isaac obviously had a really good year last year for us. Uh, so feel real good about those. Then we got the two transfers, uh, Donovan Tennyson from uh, Vanderbilt, but was a, a Benedictine grad. And then Leroy Henry from East Carolina, and they both look good out there. And then Cameron Cloud, Ben Castellano. So, you know, we've, we've probably got, we, we, not probably, we have enough bodies there, talented bodies to be really good there. So feel good about our skill guys. Coach, are those two groups that you can kind of take this extra time as a little bit of a silver lining? Because you always say, you know, that, that big step from, you know, your freshman year, your redshirt freshman year, uh, to that following year is that big progression step uh, and have that extra time of practice. And also with those transfers coming in, they actually get, you know, kind of a spring season in and before you would play again. Is that some silver lining you can take out of this po postponement as small as the silver lining as it is? Well, yeah, no question. And, and that's a good point because, you know, Mo Donovan would have been coming in playing this year uh, and just fall camp, summer and then fall camp. 
Now, you know, this hurt Leroy a little bit because Leroy actually had two years of eligibility left, so he could have played in 20 and 21. Now, he gets the year back, uh, so he's playing in 21. But, you know, at that point in time, you know, um, you know, does he become a, you know, sixth year, seventh? I don't even know. He, you know, he's, he's had a bunch and, and, uh, you know, but he's had an injury before at East Carolina. So, um, so he was coming back, uh, you know, no matter what in 21. But now, now you do have a fall, you have a spring, and now you see what these guys, now you got a year under your belt with them. And, and a good point on the redshirt freshman, because, you know, normally, you know, when you're a redshirt freshman, you're kind of in a backup role, and then you, and then eventually you move yourself, you know, into a role. So now some of these guys are going to be redshirt sophomores, but, you know, into their fourth year. And, and that helps a whole lot. But, but you know what? If you think about it, everybody else is probably going to be in the same situation. So, you know, whether you got an unfair advantage or not, I, you know, some you may because some people may not get these guys back. Other places you might not. We feel good that, 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 uh, we're getting these guys back and, and, uh, you know, we'll have six and fifth year seniors, a bunch of them. And then we'll have some fourth year guys. So, um, you know, we're going to, we're going to have a pretty, you know, uh, a, a pretty veteran team out there. Hey, Russ, you've talked about this before, um, that this is not going to be a fair deal all the way around. The pandemic has said it's not going to be a fair deal. Uh, how much of an advantage do you think those few FCS teams that are playing some games in the fall um, are going to have, that they're going to be able to get that live game action under their belt and what it might mean to spring competition or fall of 2021 competition, which I know is the most important thing for you? Um, you know, I, I'm not sure if if any of these teams that are playing this fall has has an unfair advantage of, of us. We're going to get spring practice. We're going to get practice opportunities. Now, obviously, they get to go through a camp and have 25 practice opportunities. Um, but again, I, I don't know if playing a couple of games is going to make much of a difference because I think the majority of those guys that are playing one or two or three are going to come back and probably play. I think they're going to be able to play some spring games, um, and so they'll they'll move forward with that too. Um, but you're right, Bob. I'm looking forward to the 21 season, uh, big time. And and it, and it and it sounds like the 21 season that the NCAA and in college football they don't want to uh, mess with that at all. They want it to be a normal 21 season, and, and that's what my hope is that it's a normal 21 season. You know, hopefully we're bringing our guys in sometime in the summer and going through camp and, and opening up on September 4th or 5th, whatever it is. Coach, you've alluded to it already, but how big it would be for programs uh, that are able to keep, you know, all their guys in return for 21, whether it's fifth-year guys or, or making sure, you know, every uh, a program stays whole. I, I would think that would be the, the biggest you know, benefit uh, teams would have over other teams is keeping that continuity and, and keeping that core group together. Yeah, I, I think there's, there's no question about that. Um, you know, how many of your how many of your guys can you bring back um, for their sixth year? You know, we've crunched the numbers, uh, Coach Shrove and Ryan Colton. Uh, you know, we got to stay within our budget. Obviously, we got to stay within you know the scholarship numbers. The the six year guys. You know they'll come back and they won't count towards our equivalencies uh, by NCAA rules. But but again, you got to stay within your budget. Um, and uh, you know right now we can bring all six of those guys back, sign a little bit less of a freshman class than we normally would. But you know if you're asking me, would I rather have Tim Coleman or a freshman, another freshman offensive lineman? Uh, I think we'd all take Tim Coleman, no question about that. So. Um, you know, it'll be a, it'll be a little lighter class, uh, a, a 21 class. Uh, but, you know, somehow we'll, we'll, we'll make it work moving forward uh, as we progress year by year. Uh, let's finish it up with you for uh, today, Russ. And uh, normally, obviously, if you want to stick around for the whole hour, that's great. Uh, we're going to have some guests. We'll have some players. We'll have some other sport guests as well. And in full disclosure, we do have John Hart, Richmond Athletic Director, coming up next. But we did tape that conversation yesterday because John had a full day of meetings. I assume <laughs> Zoom meetings today, and the noon to one hour was totally blocked out. But he did want an opportunity to talk to uh, the fans and alums and, and our audience. So that conversation's on tape coming up next. 
Anyway, so we'll we'll let you go on this, Russ. Any intel or any gut feeling of what a spring season will look like, both both calendar wise and competition yet, or is that maybe coming on one of our next shows? Yeah, it'll come later on, but as a kind of a general deal, the the you know the NCAA kind of mapped out a you know a, you can start at this time. You know, you you have to finish this time. The playoffs, if they if you have them, have to start at this time and finish at this time. You know, they haven't made a decision in our league. Our league came up with a bunch of different scenarios uh, on paper, and uh, you know, all right, let's. Is it six games? Is it six games plus a non-conference game and then playoffs? Is it is it six and then two not? You know, when the buys are coming in there, is there going to be a championship game? Um, you know, just all those things, you know, the NCAA did kind of give us a window and said, all right, you, you get, I think they said you get eight games max in the spring if that's what your conference and people decide on. Um, I, I'm totally 100% against that. Um, I think, I think it's too much. Um, you know, I originally said play four games. Um, I, I, I think probably there'll be a happy medium of six games, uh, potential playoffs involved with that. Again, I don't know. It's, it's, it's from one end of the, one end of the spectrum to the other. Uh, but my point is, is, is whatever we do in the spring cannot affect 21 whatsoever. And that's, that's health and safety of your players. That's how many games they're playing. Um, you know the the injury factors, the the fatigue. You know the 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 prep time, the recovery time, whatever it is. What what the decision that we make in the spring? And and don't get me wrong, I do want to play football in the spring. I'm I'm all in favor of of playing football in the spring, in some capacity. But there there's some out there that want to play a whole bunch. Uh, I, I'm not in favor of that. Uh, I, I I think. I think it's too much on these guys uh, to make them play whatever eight games and maybe a playoff or two or three championship and then come back and play 11 games and then playoffs again. It, it's too much. You can't do it. Um, in my mind, you can't. Uh, so whatever we're going to do in the spring, uh, you know, whatever our administration says they want to do, uh, how we want to do it. But uh, I want to be healthy when September 4th and I keep saying September I think that's when our first game is next in 21 I want to have I want to have this football team ready to go I love this team man uh, we we're going to be good uh, we got good players good kids and uh, you know if all of a sudden we play eight games in the spring and, and I lose four to ACLs uh, I'm not going to be a happy camper we want to keep you happy. Uh, much more on this to come, Russ, and obviously an update on uh, practice and having the guys together by the time we do another show, which will be in two weeks on uh, Thursday, September the 24th. Thanks for your time uh, today, Russ. We're going to take a break and get to John Hart, and then Matt and I will, will finish it up before we get to 1 o'clock. Thanks, Russ. Thanks, Bob. Matt, appreciate you guys. All right, and thanks also to the University of Richmond School of Professional Continuing Studies, one of our sponsors of Spider Talk with Coach Russ Huseman. They've been very supportive of Spider Athletics. Continuing education can open doors to a different job, a promotion, or a new career. Finish your bachelor's degree or earn a graduate degree at night at a flexible pace that supports the busy schedules of adult students. Visit spcs.richmond.edu slash return to school to attend an upcoming virtual information session. After the break, Athletic Director John Hart joins us as Spider Talk with Coach Russ Huseman and friends, brought to you by Davenport and Company, continues in just a moment. Looking for a place in town to watch your favorite team? Look no further than Buffalo Wild Wings. Located at 7801 West Broad Street, Buffalo Wild Wings is the official game-watching location of Richmond Spiders Athletics. Come into Buffalo Wild Wings where you will enjoy their award-winning sauces and wings while cheering on your favorite team. Buffalo Wild Wings is a proud sponsor of Richmond Spiders Athletics and wishes them the best for success this season when they get back into action. Buffalo Wild Wings, you have to be here. 
Hey, Spider fans, Marriott is extending a special Spider Athletic rate to all fans and parents who want to come back to see their favorite teams. Not only do you get great savings, but Marriott donates a percentage of each room rate back to University of Richmond Athletics. To get the special Spider Athletic rate, call 1-800-321-2211 or log on to richmondspiders.com and click on the travel button. Stay at a Marriott with a great low rate. See the Spiders and help support University of Richmond Athletics. At the University of Richmond School of Professional and Continuing Studies, our students are driven by change. They arrive with a variety of professional and educational experiences, the determination to do more, and an unbelievable ambition to succeed. Through undergraduate and graduate degree programs, professional certificates, boot camps, and professional training and development programs, our students gain the tools and knowledge to better themselves and the organizations they serve. Learn more about how we help adult students drive change at spcs.richmond.edu. Texting enrolls you into reoccurring automated text messages. Message and data rates may apply. Come on, one more rep. You got this. Uh, There it is. Nice work, man. You're a beast. Thanks, man. I feel better than I have in years. And I got to tell you, taking Nugenics makes a huge difference for me. Nugenics? That's the uh, testosterone booster with TV ads with Frank Thomas. The big hurt, right? Oh, yeah. The patented key ingredient is Testofin, which helps boost free testosterone levels and increase lean muscle mass. Well, it's clearly working for you. Hey, are they still giving out complimentary bottles for people to try for themselves? Yeah, Nugenics is a great way to increase lean muscle and feel stronger with more energy and endurance. Man, I need to get a complimentary bottle of Nugenics. No problem. You just got to send them a text. Text BICEP to 42424 right now for your complimentary bottle of Nugenics, the number one selling free testosterone booster at GNC. Plus, text now and we'll include a bottle of new Nugenics Thermo, our most powerful fat incinerator ever, to help get you back into shape fast, absolutely free. Text BICEP to 42424. That's BICEP to 42424. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram using at ESPN Richmond. Keeping you up to date 24-7. We are 99.5 and 102.7 ESPN. Let's get back to the show. Spider Talk presented by Davenport and Company. Once again, here's Bob Black on the Spider Sports Network from Learfield IMG College and ESPN Richmond. Welcome back. Spider Talk with Coach Russ Huseman and friends is presented by Davenport and Company, LLC, building wealth and earning trust for more than 155 years. And our friend who we have invited on the show today as our first special guest on the season premiere, John Hart, Richmond Athletic Director, joins us for a few minutes about halfway through our Spider Talk program for a Thursday afternoon. John, thanks for joining us. Hope you're doing well. Oh, thanks, Bob. It's always a pleasure getting on the uh, the radio show with you, with you, and uh, I always look forward to uh, to our interviews together. So, thanks for having me. Oh, a- absolutely. Uh, in the first half hour, John uh, Russ pretty much detailed in great detail uh, where the football program is right now and welcoming his guys back and the progress that they're starting to make. Can you then speak to the rest of the athletic program and where you think things are? very early in the semester, but how things have gone. I, I can tell you from personal experience, having been on the bottom floor of the Robin Center a couple times this week, it's great to see life, and it's great to see a lot of student-athletes, and boy, they seem very, very happy and comfortable to be back in the building. Well, Bob, first and foremost, as athletic director, I couldn't be more pleased than to have greeted all of our 400 student-athletes at the University of Richmond back to campus. It was it was absolutely a thrill seeing their smiling faces with their bounces in their steps coming back on campus and and uh, you know reporting to the Robbins Center. Now, granted, we were all appropriately socially distanced and it wasn't any group settings, but just seeing everyone collectively, you know, over the course of the first three weeks of the semester has been absolutely wonderful. Uh, where where we are is sort of a little bit all over the place in that. It's, you know, the COVID-19 topsy-turvy land, Bob, uh, with the NCAA still working through their decision-making here. You know, it looks like, you know, our, our fall sports are going to be competing in the spring and, uh, and they're going to have their, their non-traditional practice uh, sessions that are typically earmarked for the spring season flip-flop to the, to the fall season. And the only thing that uh, seems to be on track as, as, as normal is the approaching winter uh, sports with uh, basketball being kind of a steady, you know, calibration of, of normality in the sense of, 
you know, they, they've been dribbling the balls at least individually since July 15th in the Robin Center. So that's been the one constant in all of this. But uh, right now, I would say that we're making adjustments, uh, still adapting a little bit on the fly, but um, making our way into the workout process. Uh, different programs are in different uh, aspects of their training. But the good news is everybody's safe and sound, everybody's healthy, and back on campus at the University of Richmond. I couldn't be happier to see our spider athletes. John, how effective do you think these guidelines and protocols have been to this point for spider student-athletes and, and coaches, both from the NCAA level and also the tremendous amount of hard work that folks on the Richmond campus have put into these guidelines and protocols? Well, you know, knock on wood, Bob. It, it's it's been uh, it's been great so far, and we've got uh, a really safe and healthy environment. But as we've seen around the country, these things can take a, a, a nasty turn uh, suddenly, and so you always have to be vigilant and, and watchful and mindful and be prepared to to pivot uh, almost at a moment's notice. But so far, so good. You know, our our testing protocols have gone really well. I have to give a shout out to Chris Jones, our head athletic trainer in sports medicine. He's done a phenomenal job, and his staff has been there every step of the way, backing him up as we've uh, designed these these uh, safety guidelines and protocols uh, with the national standards that the NCAA has prescribed, and also our our, our Commonwealth Virginia standards and our local um, health and welfare standards of Richmond. I'll tell you, it's a lot of moving parts and pieces, but Chris and his staff have done a terrific job, and I feel like we're in the best position that we possibly could be to navigate our way through successfully with this COVID-19 still upon us. Yeah, certainly echo that with Chris Jones and his athletic training staff. They've absolutely been tremendous. Uh, John, let, let's get into the meat and potatoes of this thing. And what I know a lot of fans and Spider fans and our audience wants to know is when are they going to see games? And specifically, let's talk. Let's start with football. Having had Russ on in the first half hour of the show, can you give kind of a verbal picture of what a spring season might look like? Or is it still too soon to be able to get that into focus? You know, actually, Bob, it really is a little too soon. I mean, the the conversations are ongoing. We're still looking for some clarification and actual decision making uh, from the NCAA's national office. But uh, the CAA football group, uh, my counterparts at all the athletic programs throughout the CAA, have had weekly calls. And for the last few months, we've been discussing various scenarios and have been narrowing our focus to the viable options of a competitive spring football season. Um, when that's going to kick off, not clear. How many games that'll entail at this point, not clear. But what we're trying to see our way through to is a uh, spring football season that would have uh, regular season competition, uh, at least regionally, with our, uh, our competitive foes in the CAA, and uh, would culminate in a CAA championship opportunity and a chance to then compete in an NCAA playoff. How many teams are going to be in that playoff? What the structure is going to look like? What the criteria for selection is going to be? Uh, nobody knows at this point, but we're all working towards clarifying all that, uh, all those parameters here in the coming weeks. And John Coach Huseman has made it really clear, and we've we've talked about this. Whatever we do in the spring, he doesn't want it to negatively impact the fall of 2021, wants that to be a full, regular, on-time season. Are you of the, the same ilk along those lines? Coach uh, Huseman and I talk uh, regularly throughout, you know, throughout the week, and uh, we, we really have always had our focus on you know, navigating through COVID-19, making certain that the number one priority is the health and welfare and safety of, of our, our football team and, and our players and staff. And then to, to figure out how we can best prepare to come out of, the, of COVID-19 at full strength and ready to compete for CAA championships and, and, and beyond in the NCAA tournament. Um, this spring is going to be such an anomalous situation that, you know, we'll, we'll compete whatever, whatever schedule that the NCAA and the CAA allow and, or whatever, and whatever they set up. But uh, I think our, our preference has always been to take a longer view and compete through the, the spring and really be prepared to be full strength uh, heading into the fall of 2021. 
All right, on to basketball, John. We've heard everything from November 10th to the 25th to December 4th to January 1st. Has that time frame become any clearer yet for NCAA Division I basketball? You, you've got the right numbers. You've got the right <laughs> dates. Um, it's just, a, you know, it's like playing the roulette wheel, I guess. Nobody knows what, what's going to come up until uh, the NCAA spends it and that marble lands in one of those start dates for the season. Um, right now, it seems as though the uh, focus is really on a, you know, a, a late November start for the season. Uh, but at this point, there are other viable options still under discussion, and we're waiting for the smoke signals uh, to, to, to rise from the national headquarters in Indianapolis that'll signal the entire nation when we're going to you know, start practicing and then when we're going to tip this season off. But right now, uh, really, if anyone tells you that they know and they have that, that perfect vision of that crystal ball, they're not shooting you straight, Bob. <laughs> Nobody knows at this point. That's what we have sports talk shows for at, at this point. Uh, uh, John, where do you stand on bubbles? Uh, obviously, it's worked in the NBA. It's worked in the NHL. But those are professional organizations from a basketball, college basketball perspective. Can, can bubbles work in all of this? Well, I think you put your finger right on it. I, I, I think the NBA is a very different environment. The, the WNBA is a very different environment than a, a college campus and uh, intercollegiate athletics. I, I think there's um, certain situations where we're certainly reviewing and studying the viability of a, bub a bubble or at least a semi-bubble environment uh, for some or, or uh, part of the, the regular season and, and out-of-season competition basketball. But um, it really doesn't translate too well because, you know, first and foremost, our uh, our players are, are student athletes, and uh, there's always the uh, you know the classroom and the educational you know, components that are part of the equation. And and the other piece of it is is you know we don't compete in a in a venue that's isolated. It's integrated most of them into our college campuses, and uh, so that pr produces its own excitement, obviously. But it's also when it comes to uh, creating a bubble, very challenging to to recreate that kind of atmosphere on a, on a college campus facility. A few more minutes with Spider Athletic Director John Hart this afternoon on our Spider Talk with Coach Russ Huseman and Friends, presented by Davenport & Company, LLC. John, if, if all this happens, we get into the spring, what is campus going to look like between maybe February and May with all the challenges of staging all these events and all these practices for all these teams? Well, I was, I was having a conversation with, with uh, a couple of our alumni just uh, – a week ago and from a spider fans perspective it's going to look like heaven it's going to be a dream come true <laughs> because we're going to have most if not quite all of our spider athletic programs competing and practicing all simultaneously so everywhere you look there's going to be spider competition throughout uh, that period of time now there's going to be some very very serious logistical challenges and uh you know, it's as complicated a logistics puzzle as you can even begin to imagine when you think about all those teams not only competing but practicing as well. And, uh, you know, we don't get to double the size of our physical plant and all of our facilities during that time period. So we're going to be challenged to, you know, from a staffing perspective and from an availability perspective. But you know what? We're committed to making it happen because if our spider student-athletes and our teams can compete then, then we're going to do everything within our powers to make that happen for them. Again, as long as we can ensure that it's a, a safe environment and uh, you know their their welfare isn't compromised in any way. So, you know, I think we're going to look at some uh, double and triple shifts for the <laughs> athletics department staff. But again, we're willing to put continue to put our shoulder to the wheel and get it done. Hey, John, I got to ask you one more basketball related question. I got to pick your brain on this. Within the past 24 hour news cycle, came word that the ACC coaches, basketball coaches, have recommended every team in Division One makes the NCAA tournament. So we've now heard everything from we're going to reduce it to 32 teams to we're going to expand it to 350 plus teams. Where do you stand on that, Athletic Director John Hart? Well, first of all, I got to tell you that what you just described is every basketball head coach in America's dream, right? I mean, shoot, you wake up and you're in the tournament. That's incredible, right? Um, 
I think Bob, my my reaction is is it's a just a, a, a great example of showing you what links everyone is willing to go to to make sure that there's a basketball season this year. And uh, if that means everybody's eligible for a competition, well, so be it. Now, I can imagine that there'd be a lot of conferences with a lot of head coaches voting unanimously for such a setup, you know, as far as everybody qualifying for the tournament. Um, What actually happens and what transpires, well, I guess that's yet to be seen. And uh, I'm sure there'll be a lot of discussions before any final decisions are made as far as changing the format and modifying to include every team in the NCAA's Division I. Ooh, a lot of basketballs still in the air right now. A lot of basketballs up there. <laughs> hey, hey, let me finish up with you, John. Kind of off the courts, off the fields, uh, away from the venues. So many important issues that are unfolding as we speak, whether it's uh, the voting initiative or the social injustice reforms. Can can you speak a little bit to the dialogues that are ongoing and, and some of the programs that are now in place um, for Spider student athletes on the Richmond campus and in the Robin Center? Well, just to give everybody, uh, I guess, a, a heads up, uh, later this week we expect to be making some, some important announcements in this, this uh, important set of areas. Uh, but we've been busy. We've been meeting regularly with our coaches and with our student-athletes via Zoom, uh, which is no, uh, no, you know, it's no substitute for the real thing. But in these COVID uh, times, that's what we have to do. And, uh, you know, people understand that we're supportive. Uh, we're we're going to be rolling out a program that's, uh, you know, Spiders United for Change. And uh, we want it to be uh, a, a program that, that unifies, you know, spider athletics and has us all working towards, towards uh, you know, positive change in, in this country and, and in our, on our campus. So um, we're, we're excited about these new initiatives that, that we're about to announce. Um, but it's it's been a challenging set of circumstances, and you know you don't have to look too far off campus to to see the uh, the upheaval and uh, um, that's going on in our society. Um, you know, a lot of people have, have politicized the issue, and and I really look at it at much more broadly. You know, these are these are human rights issues, and uh, they're important issues, and our student athletes are no different than any other you know, young adults and, and voting Americans, they, they have strong perspectives and strong opinions. And, and we want to be supportive and facilitating giving them a voice. And, and one of those ways is um, the uh, Spider Votes Initiative that we, we announced recently, where, where we want to make sure every one of our student athletes is registered to vote and all of our staff and all of our coaches are registered to vote. And then also to work with... Uh, the, you know the folks on campus to to initiate uh, other voter registration initiatives so everyone gets out and votes in the the election. Uh, you know I, I I'm not going to be partisan in in my political views in this regard, but we definitely think that everyone should have a vote in the political process, and we want to facilitate those efforts to make that happen. Really important issues going on on the Spider campus, both on and off the playing fields and courts and venues, uh, as I mentioned. John, really appreciate the time today on our premiere show for the season. I do hope that you get an opportunity to just be a fan this weekend and watch some college and NFL football. Well, you know what they say, Bob. Hope springs eternal, I guess we'll see. (laughs) (laughs) And the spring is going to be very busy, it appears, on college campuses. John, thanks. Thank you, Bob, and uh, go Spiders. John Hart, Richmond Athletic Director, with us. We will take a pause, and when we come back, Matt McAllister and I will wrap it up for our season premiere of Spider Talk with Coach Russ Huseman. And friends, you're in tune with the home of the Spiders, 99.5-1027 FM, 9.50 AM, ESPN. This is Chris Mooney, head coach of the Richmond Spiders men's basketball team. Morrissey's Catering has provided meals for our basketball program since we arrived in Richmond. Morrissey's Catering specializes in drop-off catering, including corporate events, private parties, and box lunches. They are fresh, local, and family-owned by UR graduate Michael Morrissey. Visit Morrissey's Catering online at www.morrisseyscatering.com. Morrissey's Catering, proudly serving UR athletics for over 15 years. Hey guys, do you suspect that a woman could be pregnant with your child right now? If you aren't married to the child's mother, your rights as a father could be at risk. By registering with the Virginia Birth Father Registry before or within 10 days of your child's birth, 
You can help prevent your future child from being adopted without your knowledge, or you can explore options to co-parent and assume sole responsibility. For more information, visit VABirthFatherRegistry.com. The NFL season kicks off in Kansas City. Everything we work for, boys. The 2020 season begins under the Thursday night lights as Big Bad J.J. Watt and his Texans. You mess with me, you got problems. Take on master passer Patrick Mahomes and the world champion Chiefs. Football's back and we've got it. Let's go win this game. Catch the call from Arrowhead Stadium on 99.5 and 1027 ESPN. The Zabe is back in Richmond. Listen to Steve Zabin weekday afternoons from 3 to 6 on 99.5 and 102.7 ESPN. Keeping you up to date with Richmond Athletics, this is Spider Talk, presented by Davenport and Company on 99.5 and 102.7 FM and 9.50 AM ESPN. From Learfield IMG College, this is the Spider Sports Network. Finishing it up for our season premiere. We are back with you in two weeks on Thursday, September 24th with Coach Huseman and friends. Uh, Matt McAllister and I wrapping it up for this Thursday edition. Matt, out of our conversations with Russ this morning, I think the most obvious point was he's really, really excited about a fall 2021 season. As much as he'll look forward to playing in the spring, it's the fall that he's really focusing on. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, I, I think when you're talking about the spring, I, I think there's just no precedent for how the spring will look. So I think there's so many differing opinions on how to pull it off. Do we play a six game? Do you play an eight game? Even Coach talked about it. Is it just all con- all CAA games? Is it non-conference games? I think it'll be really interesting to see what the CAA decides and how many games that they play in the spring. And, and will those games be the same as other leagues? Because if you have an FCS playoff, how would you compare a six-game CAA team against the Missouri Valley team that plays an eight-game schedule? So uh, I would assume that all these FCS conferences are directly or indirectly talking with each other and sharing their plans. So hopefully there's some uniformity across the board. Hey, Matt, real quick before we leave, as uh, we said coming back from the break, we like to keep our fans updated on all of Spider Athletics. Uh, we've got our other uh, fall teams and spring teams that are back and starting to go through the same type of protocols, right, so that they can get on the practice field even though they don't have any games yet. Yeah, each one of our teams are going through uh, not only the COVID protocols but the NCAA return to play, you know, because as Coach Huseman said, uh, this was ended in March. Uh, all our student-athletes went home. Some of them had access to uh, training equipment, so depending on what type of shape they were in, uh, what type of access they had. Uh, so they're, they're going through all those protocols. Uh, I think you know, if you look at our uh, social media accounts, you see different teams out there. A lot of times they're out there socially distanced. They're working a lot on conditioning. Uh, but I think slowly and surely each one of those teams are starting to you know, get into small group activities and, and building it up to then to 10 to 15 uh, players at one time before they have those uh, full contact, full team workouts. And as John Hart pointed out, the most normal teams on campus have been the two basketball teams, right? Because they've been going through their practices for a couple of months now leading up to what they hope will be a season in November, right? Yeah, both those basketballs came back on July 15th, but they went through all those protocols in just, I think it was last week, They, you know, men's basketball got to their first full team workout. They've been doing a lot of, you know, five on, you know, five on O uh, setups but they finally got into full team workouts. So it took a while to get there following all those protocols, but those two teams are basically into their normal uh, fall routine and, and, you know, preparing for uh, a regular season. And, you know, as we talked about before, being able to adapt and whatever comes up, whether that's starting at a normal time, starting in late November or waiting all the way until January. Well, our normal routine is Spider Talk every other week, so we will rejoin our Spider fans and listeners on September 24th at noon. Matt, thanks. Appreciate it today. It was really good, really fun. Appreciate it. Appreciate it, Bob. Matt McAllister is our Assistant Athletic Director for Communications and our Football Public Relations Director. Coach Russ Huseman, thanks to John Hart as well for joining us today. Matt Josephs, great job producing Flawless. As always, Bob Black saying so long. We'll join you in two weeks with the next Spider Talk presented by Davenport 
And companies, stay safe, stay healthy. You've been listening to Spider Talk, presented by Davenport and Company, featuring head football coach Russ Huseman and friends. Today's show has been brought to you by Buffalo Wild Wings, Lux Chevrolet, Marriott, Morrissey's Catering, Virginia Birth Father Registry, and by the University of Richmond School of Professional and Continuing Studies. Thanks for listening and stay in touch with Richmond Athletics on the flagship stations of the Spider Sports Network, ESPN Richmond. Executive producer, Mitchell Bradley. This has been a presentation of Learfield IMG College in association with Richmond Sports Properties. Studios, your personal injury attorneys. 99.5 and 1027 ESPN. WXGI Richmond. WTPS Petersburg. <laughs>